You're listening to Everything's Totally Fine. Each episode, we bring you people who share stories about their lives. I'm Allie Hawk, and I'll be your host. So keep listening to hear about the times we pretend everything's totally fine. Our guest today has spent the last 10 years writing topical jokes for morning show DJs. He also writes for a monthly political comedy talk show called The Nightcap. That takes place in Hollywood. And he's won four Moth Story Slams. Brandon told two stories that you'll hear on the podcast today, and both of them start off relatively slow. Then they get to a moment where they're absolutely outrageous. He starts us off with weight loss. Okay, so I was taking extremely bad care of myself for years. I mean, I always had like 10 pounds to lose. But at a certain point, I was, I guess, depressed, but didn't realize it. But I was eating things like 7-Eleven pizza, which that's a low point. If you're ever planning your meals around when you can stop by a 7-Eleven, then you should reevaluate your life. Right. But uh, I, I got really hit in the face with the need to change my life um, when I, I had to go up a pant size again. Like, I... I was working in Hollywood, and there was like a denim sale at this little boutique down the street. And I thought, well, I need some new jeans. And not one thing in the whole store fit me because I had gotten up to like a size 38. Um, and, I'm, and I'm supposed to be at a 33 or 32. Uh, I was actually so embarrassed because like I walk in, it's, like, it's a small place, and there's like one guy behind the counter. And he's like, everything's half off or whatever. And I thought, okay. And I tried on like seven pairs of pants. And I wanted to buy something, so I bought a jean jacket just so I could walk out with my dignity. Right. I didn't want this stranger to judge me for not being able to fit in anything. Right. Understandable. So I just threw 50 bucks down a hole um, <laughs> to impress someone who's not impressed at all. Um, but then... Uh, Did you wear the jean jacket eventually? Yes, but then I lost a bunch of weight, and it was like a tent on me. Oh. And then I had to uh, sell it at Crossroads Trading for 20 bucks. Which is its own humiliating experience. <laughs> Every time I try to sell clothes at Crossroads, I think I'd rather be crucified. They only took my jean jacket. And I brought like eight things and they wanted, you know, if you have a denim jacket, they'll take it. But okay. I didn't want any of, my, any of my pants or shirts. Um, but that's another, that's another story. <laughs> um, so I, uh, and I, I tried like exercising a lot for a couple of months and I still wasn't losing weight because I was eating at Arby's and horrible places like that. But I can't have, you know, half a slice of cake or half or whatever because I, I just want more. So I had to go cold turkey on a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. And the main thing is I was drinking so, like three Dr. Peppers a day. So no more soda, cut out soda completely. And then no more fast food. I, I couldn't, the drive throughs in this town are too tempting. You just keep wanting to pull over and get that fixed. So I, I promised myself that I would never again eat at anywhere that had a drive through That was my fast food rule. I could and still eat at Subway a turkey sandwich, but if I had a drive through that meant it's going to be bad for me. And it was a random day that you made this pledge to yourself? Yeah, it was just like a day in February. It wasn't like my birthday or New Year's Eve. It was just like, uh, I'm going to start this now. Mm-hmm. And I cut out sugar, I stopped eating desserts. Um, but I uh, I stuck, so I the weight started coming out pretty quickly when I stopped putting terrible things in my body. But um, 
I stuck with the no fast food rule for about 11 months. And then, uh, and I, by then I was 45 pounds down. Everyone told me how great I look and you're so skinny. People, I had some friends saying, we're worried you're getting too skinny. I'm like, that's not going to be a problem. <laughs> but one day I was like, I'd, and I tried to ride my bike everywhere too instead of driving, which helped. But I'd ridden my bike downtown to a friend's comedy show and I was coming home to Echo Park and it was, it was 1.30 in the morning and I was starving and I'd been so good eating steamed vegetables for a while, and, and all that was open nearby was Jack in the Box in just 24 hours. And I thought, well, I've been so good. I can treat myself. And I, so I went, went in there, and um, I still could have picked something semi-healthy. I could have gotten, you know, the grilled chicken fajita or something like that. But I figure if I'm going to fall off the wagon, I should dive off it head first. So, so you made a conscious decision I to said, sabotage while I'm, yourself? While I'm going to pack it in, I'm going to go for just the worst thing here. And you were thinking this is a one day. This is a one time Yeah, experience? yeah. I, 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 and people kept telling me, you should have a cheat day. And I'm like, no, if I have a cheat day, and then I'll fall down the cliff. But you've somehow convinced yourself at this moment. Yes. You won't fall off the cliff. Yes. You can have this one cheat day. Well, I thought also if I... If I hit it hard, then I'll feel satisfied. Like, okay, I did that. So, um, and are you sober at this point, or like that night? Like, had, were you? Yeah, I'm sober. Yeah, I I took like four months off of of alcohol just for calories. I don't have any problems with alcoholism, but I didn't want the calories, so I would take mm-hmm. breaks from drinking. I could take it or leave it. Okay. But I was just I've been riding my bike, and I was sweaty and exhausted, and I hadn't eaten in a while, and um, before I quit fast food, I had gotten hooked on munchy meals. I don't know if you know what a munchy meal I'm is. I'm not familiar with the munchy Good. meal. Good. You should never be familiar with a munchy <laughs> meal. You should don't don't open that door. Uh, but it's they started these uh, four or five years ago. It's basically catering to stoners. It's like 1,900 calories, and what what you get is um, it's a cheeseburger wrapped in a grilled cheese sandwich, and yeah, see, you're already horrified. So the grilled cheese sandwich is on the outside yeah, of the cheeseburger. Yeah, it's like, it's like another layer of bread and cheese on top of the cheeseburger. Okay. And when you bite okay. into it, all the cheese just kind of oozes out. And so it's just the most disgusting thing you've seen in your life, but also the most delicious. Right. So you get that, and that should be enough, right? But you also get regular fries and curly fries Both thrown together. Okay. Yeah. And um, then you get two tacos. So everything's doubled so far. And, everything's- <laughs> and one drink. But okay. it's all for six dollars, so it's like that should be illegal. It's a value, but yeah, it should be illegal. I mean, it, the big real cost is your soul and your sense of dignity. But <laughs> right. six bucks is just the trick to get you in. And had you had a munchy meal before I, when you were? I, I, I yes, okay. I'd had like six or seven before my break, and I always got it late at night when I wasn't thinking clearly. But uh, so I ordered that, and. Um, also, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in this jack-in-the-box on the border between Chinatown and Echo Park at 1.30 a.m., and it's, uh, it, it says sketchy as you would imagine it would be at that time. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I ordered, and then I went to a table to wait for my tray of poison to be ready. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm just playing words with friends on my phone, and then they call my number, and so I go to the counter, and then I realize my pockets are empty, and I don't have my phone at the counter. So then I turn around, and just as I turn around to where my table is in the back, I see someone walking past my table. And as he walks past my table, it's empty. The table's totally clear. 
And, you know, I'm no Sherlock Holmes, but I put two and two together. I go, I think that guy just pocketed my phone because... And you saw it happen. It, it had to be, yeah. It, it was like the, it was like a magic trick the way he passed by and then the table's empty. Right, like a swipe. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't see it. He was very good at using his sleight of hand. But um, And then after he passes my, my table, he suddenly speed walks. Like he picks up the pace. Like he's late for a job interview, but it's 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> and, and Jack in the box. So he's, he just bolts out the door. And... Uh, and does this guy seem bigger or faster or stronger than you? No, no. Uh, he seems um, like someone I could take, but as I as I go out the door um, and I see him, like I, I also don't want to freak him out because he can just smash my phone. He can just get mad and throw it into the street. Right. He's got a delicate object with him. So it's not just a matter of, of tackling him. It's like getting my phone in one piece Mm -hmm. so i have to finesse like a hostage negotiation it's august which means it's time to get your fall body in shape your fall body is like your summer body but it's way more important so if you know any women that want to feel comfortable while they're working out encourage them to go to yoursportswear.com. They can find athletic attire that's designed by women for women so they can feel comfortable when they're trying to get their fall body in shape. Yeah, so I, I get out the door, and um, he's a few feet away from me, and I say, sir, sir, and he turns, he stops and turns around, and I say, I, I, th- I think you have my phone. And he goes, I, I don't, he's like, I don't, I don't got anything. I said, no, I think you took my phone. He's like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't got it. And at this point, I see his pants are like really baggy and kind of both pockets are overstuffed and drooping. Okay. Um, so I said, what's that in your pocket? And he says, all I got here is this deck of cards. And he literally pulls out a deck of cards from his he pants pocket. He's a magician. This man is a magician. He shows me. He's a magician here to teach us life lessons about not getting munchy meals. <laughs> so he shows me the deck of cards, the deck of cards. But meanwhile, there's still so much weighing down his pockets. And I, I, I said, what about your other pocket? And again, he says, oh, I got his deck, his deck of cards. Like, I just have three doves in there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what was going to come next. And then he just turns around and starts to walk away. And I'm saying, sir, sir, wait. And then... Um, Are you starting to panic at all? I'm starting to panic. I'm starting to... It's very surreal. I'm panicking, but I'm also thinking this is my fault. Hmm. Because I... I broke my promise to myself to never eat somewhere. This is my one slip up, and this is the karmic retribution. Okay. Right. And it, right so you, are you a believer in karma? Uh, at this point. Were you, were at, you before that at, point? No. At this point, at this, well, there are not, no. I mean, the things that, that have happened bad to me, there's a logical progression of things that I did to lead to them. But this is the thing that's making me feel more of the karma feeling mm-hmm. like I was trying to save I was trying to spend six dollars on something I shouldn't have and that's going to cost me my three hundred dollar right. phone right <laughs> so it was what's the payoff um but yeah I did feel like this is probably punishment uh so I I again he I stop him again uh a few feet away and again he says all I have is a deck of cards and he shows me the cards again and, and like this is you know at least mix up the trick and like you said pull out doves or right. scarves he keeps showing me the same thing and are you pocket. looking around to like enlist anybody? There, yeah, the I, the there's no. Well, by now we're like uh, on the sidewalk in front of Jack in the Box, and this 
on Sunset Boulevard, but the street's totally abandoned. There's nobody anywhere. It's just a dead zone. Mm -hmm. And inside Jack in the Box, there's only like one guy in the corner and the workers. It wasn't like there were a lot of people around. But um, the, so then the guy, again, says, I don't got, I don't got jack shit. And uh, then he just runs across the street. He just jaywalks across the street and bolts without looking. And so then I bolt after him. And I could think, I can't let him in my sight. So that's the objective right now is just to keep him in your sight. Yes. Right? Yeah. And we ran across the street. And and by now we're across from the jack-in-the-box and there's nobody around. Um, it's all, everything else around there is closed. And um, I, I so I decide then that um, I can just – maybe I can just pay him off because – because he obviously wants money, and the the phone isn't that worth that much to him in the mm-hmm. in the big picture. It's, mm-hmm. it's got sentimental value to me, and also, if I don't get that phone back, I'm never going to see my friends or family again because I, all <laughs> my contacts are there, and I have nothing right. memorized. I gotta say, I'm amazed at how you are considering your options in this moment. <laughs> I'm a very analytical person. <laughs> Okay, so you've you so you decide you're gonna try to to barter with him. So I look in my pocket and I have twenty six dollars cash. Okay. And I said, wait, look, look, and he stops, turns around. I said, I'll give you everything I have right now, twenty six dollars. Just give me the phone. I'll give you the money, and I promise I'm not gonna call the cops. I'll leave you alone. Just give me the phone, give me the money, and that'll be it. And again, he says, I don't got shit. Um, and he starts. He starts running, and so I'm running after him, and now we're just in total, like, dead zone, like, up this abandoned street, basically, and I, I try to appeal to his, his humanity, and I just say, come on, man, be a nice guy, be a nice guy, mm-hmm. come on, be nice, be nice, and he's still running and, and denying he has it, and uh, he's starting to get away from me, and I'm starting to, because now we're, like, <laughs> almost a mile away from Jack in the Box, and going into towards Chinatown and I'm starting to think you know this again I'm like this is this is my my payback for getting that munchie meal and I'm I'm starting to really panic now as he's a couple blocks ahead of me and we're both sprinting um and then like my guardian angel appears in the form of uh an off-duty paramedic because now we've run to where we're near this hospital Mm -hmm. and uh, so driving towards me is um, an ambulance uh, with uh, like a, two people in it, and um, like two paramedics. Yeah, but they're they're just driving casually. They're not on the way to a call or anything. There's no mm-hmm. light. No, you know, there's no special lights on. They're just going somewhere. And so, and, and I'm screaming like, "Come back! Be cool! Be cool! Come back!" I'm screaming like across this this so two block like you're going stretch. Through a breakup to the paramedics. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. Like, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> phone i love you phone right but i'm like please come back come on be cool come back and so the paramedic pulls over and the guy uh behind the wheel says uh sir are you okay because he's even though he's not on duty he's still caretaking mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're, they're trained to help whatever uh whatever the situation yeah, is they took some sort of oath <laughs> yeah yeah so he pulls over and says are you okay and i said no that guy stole my phone and i point at the guy running blocking up ahead of me and the guy and the uh paramedic says I'm going to get it for you. And he does a U-turn. There's, like, there's, there's no traffic between us and that guy either. So he does a U-turn and starts speeding towards the guy running on my phone. And I'm, I'm running after the ambulance, which is driving after this guy. <laughs> it's like some, some David Lynchian nightmare for the guy. Because the guy who's running turns around 
and sees an ambulance chasing him. Oh, my God. And a guy chasing the ambulance. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and now he's realizing that whatever chance he had to outrun me, he's not going to outrun someone in a vehicle. <laughs> right. In a vehicle with sirens on top. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so I see, I see him running ahead of me and ahead of the ambulance. And then he reaches into his pocket and this glowing dot is in his hand. And because I see him from a distance and I see this glowing dot in his hand going up and down. And I see this light flashing with his hand. It's like he's in a rave or something. Uh-huh. But I realize that's my phone. It's mm-hmm. the glow of my phone. And so he's sprinting and, and he's uh, realizing he's got to do something now. So then he turns off the street and cuts through someone's front yard. And in the grass, I see his hand, he, as he's running, his hand goes out, opens his hand, and he drops the glowing object in the grass. Then he like cuts through the backyard. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, so I run to that spot in the grass, and the ambulance pulls over next to me, and there's my phone, and it's okay because he didn't drop it in the street. He cut to the grass first. I, you know, I think he he did that not to make me mad, more upset, but also I'm thinking maybe he is a cool dude. I kept saying be nice, and he was nice because he could have just smashed it on the pavement, but he it just he dropped it on dropped the grass. it gently in the grass and then ran through the backyard. So I'm like, oh, my phone's here. It's okay. Persistence paid off. Uh, and then the ambulance driver says, do you want me to call the cops for you? And I said, no. I promised him that if I got my phone back, I wouldn't call the cops. And what I learned that night with breaking my diet is you should never go back on your promises. Wow. Especially the ones you make to yourself. And, of course, you you probably realized this while you were running down the street chasing the ambulance. <laughs> like, you see him drop your phone and you make all these connections very casually. I'm like, we had a deal. I yeah. get my phone, you get away. Right. I can't go back on the deal. Wow. So then I assume you did – well, you had to go back to Jack in the Box to yes. get your bike. I but went, did, I did went you, back to Jack in the Box. I walked back, like, sweaty and exhausted. And when I've told people the story, they say, oh, I bet then you were, you were in no mood to eat that munchie meal. No, I ate that thing. I <laughs> fucking scarfed it down. So <laughs> I get back there, it's cold. Right, it's cold. The fries, well, the fries were slightly <laughs> less cold they were because late. they were late. Um, but, okay, so in your mind, you broke your oath to yourself when you made the order? Yeah, when I even went inside. I wasn't even supposed to go inside anywhere that had a drive-thru. So the oath had been broken. It wasn't about eating the food it was well it was about eating the food but once i broke the oath i might as well finish the job (laughs) (laughs) because i get back there and the employee had put my tray back behind the counter and they were just you know holding it in the back and i said hey uh, i I was waiting for my food and he's like oh yeah there." he's like i wonder i wonder where you went (gasps) oh my gosh oh my gosh he would not even believe what you just well i told him well also thing about eating the food is like I'd burn some calories. I, I was going to say that. You did. Like, you, you rode your bike and then you went for a little run. It's almost like the universe helped me out. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if you're going to expend, if you're going to take in 1,800 calories, you should burn 1,500 and <laughs> Right. So that's Like, if you would have told me when this story began that a munchie box, a munchie meal? Munchie meal, yeah. A munchie meal and an ambulance were involved, I wouldn't have expected <laughs> it to play out the way it did. A logical line. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I ended up being an ambulance chaser, but just to get my own stuff back. <laughs> what cool paramedic. That was great. Yeah, he didn't have to stop. He just thought he was just some weirdo yelling at another weirdo. I'm going to keep going. Right. 
And then did that break the spell? Did you continue going and getting fast food? Or? Uh, no, no. I, I, I went back to being good for a while. There you go. Um, but I will always remember my last munchie meal was a memorable one. <laughs> okay, so fall bod might not be a real thing. But UR Sportswear does make clothes that are comfortable when you work out during the fall. Go to URSportswear.com. If you use the promo code ETFSHOW, you'll get 10% off your whole order, plus free shipping. Get clothes that you like, start working out, and together, we're going to make Fallbot a thing. Uh, most people who live in LA with terrible traffic, I have uh, road rage because there's a lot of idiot drivers up there. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, only what's actually worse than road rage is when you feel pedestrian rage because as a pedestrian you're extra vulnerable because like i've had a few times where i've been crossing the street and a car came really close just plowing into me because they weren't paying attention and so that can make you kind of tense um i was um dog sitting for a friend downtown and i was going to take the subway to my job um one morning, it was like, you know, 8.30 in the morning. And I'm walking a few blocks to the Persian Square Station. And uh, I get to uh, a crosswalk and the light turns red and I get the cro- the walk sign. And so all the cars stop. Uh, and I start as I start to cross the street, there's one car in the middle lane who he starts inching forward. And he's looking to the left as if he can make a left turn on a right, which he can't. Right. So he's not looking in front of him. And he's just rolling his car, like, r- way into the crosswalk. Mm-hmm. And it's as, as I'm walking, he's, like, coming right towards my leg. Like, like he's going to just break my leg. Almost. Mm-hmm. And the bumper's getting really close. And I'm, like, in shock. I'm, like, why isn't this guy stopping? He's way in the crosswalk. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, hey! I scream at him. And he st- hits the brakes. And he stops, like you know less than a foot away from my leg and uh and i'm so mad right now i'm so because like it's that fight or flight panic of adrenaline right and it's it's yeah it's a really dumb move yeah and it's highly irritating when someone is going to threaten your life and it's totally avoidable because it's like early in the it's like it's in the morning and everyone's you know supposed to be alert it's not like it's 1 a.m and everyone's leaving the bar and smashing right. it's dark it's like broad daylight yeah. you can see me walking across the street the light is red all the other all the other cars will stop but you i mean he, i can understand if you're in the right lane you want to take make that right turn you might mm-hmm. inch forward but he's looking like he's making an illegal turn anyway mm-hmm. so i scream at him and uh and he screams back at me uh, instead of apologizing, he gets more mad because, like, I set the tone of anger, and he's trying, trying to top it. <laughs> and so we're screaming at each other, and like, watch where the watch where the fuck you're going. And mm-hmm. he's like, "Fuck you!" And I'm like, "Fuck me! You're the one that's fucking gonna hit me." And, uh, and at a certain point, I should just like let it go and back down. Like, okay, this is over, and walk away. But uh, I'm I'm so mad. I just I just want to let him have it. So we're screaming at each other, and then um, where I go too far <laughs> in this point is, uh, let me just preface this by saying I would, I, I'm, I'm a feminist ally, so I would never use the word bitch on a woman in my entire, entire life. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, watch where you're going, bitch. And he's like, I'm going to pull over. I'm going to get out of my car. I'm going to whip your ass. 
Wow. Like those, now are thorough, those are clear instructions. Now it's becoming physical from mm-hmm. just the venting. Uh, whereas I, I, call, I guess, you know, I call him a bitch. I question his manhood. And he's like going to defend it. So even though he's in the wrong, see, I'm going to hit the pedestrian. But so the light, at this point, the light just turned green and he's pulled forward and he's like following me down the street. I'm walking and he's driving slowly along the street. Going, I'm going to fucking have his car. I'm going to kick your fucking ass. And I don't want to. Uh, I want to have my own pride, so I'm not gonna. I could just just run away because mm-hmm. he's in a car at this point. I could have, I could have bolted, but I don't want to let him have that kind of victory. Um, but also, I don't want to continue making it my fault that he wants to fight. So I become aggressively nice. <gasps> I I decide. Well, you know, I'll say I'm not in the wrong because I just I say, "Have a nice day, sir. Have a nice day." And he's like, I'm going to kick your fucking ass. And then I'm screaming at him, have a nice day. Have a good morning. Enjoy your day. Have a nice day, sir. Have a nice day. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm like, have a nice day. Is and he it's, getting more mad? It's pretty, yeah. And we're going like a block. He's still driving and we're going on block. And anyone seeing us would think it's the most insane thing ever that I'm screaming, have a nice day at this guy. He wants to kill me. Um, but the problem, the reason, <laughs> the problem for him is that there's no, it's hard to park downtown LA. So yes. he can't find anywhere to park his car to, to kick, kick my ass. ass. Yeah. So he's just rolling along so two miles an hour. He's following you. He's, he's taking your commute, right? Yes. He's, he's following my, my walking pace. Right. Towards and your path, the train. Yeah. Your I, I'm, I'm going like two blocks to the, to, to the train. Mm-hmm. And I know when I get to the train, that's the, my, like my, my safe zone to go underground and lose him. But right. again, I could have just run, I could have run down there and got lost in the crowd. But I'm just like going to keep walking and saying, have a nice day. Good day, sir. Have a nice day. Have a good day, sir. And, and but he's driving along this long red curb. And so mm-hmm. he, and so his desire to kick my ass is not outweighed by his desire to avoid a $350 parking ticket. Right. And all the meters are taken, and we go for like a block and a half of him. It's like as soon as I pull over, you're, you're, you're screwed. You're done for. And I'm practicing in my head. Okay, if he does park and he runs at me, then I'll sprint this way or I'll swing at him this way. Okay, so you're not getting cocky. You're not like, good. He won't find parking. He won't kick my ass. You're still being cocky. I'm waiting for it. To, in my head, I'm kind of holding my breath. Like this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. But then after a block, I'm like, he can't find anywhere to stop his car. And he's, I mean, if he really was dedicated, he would have put on his hazards and jumped out and kicked your ass. <laughs> but just like, as soon as I legally park my vehicle, I'm going <laughs> to commit assault and battery upon you. <laughs> I don't want to have too many <laughs> law breaking right. moments. Right. Uh, I don't want to get my car impounded. No. But I want to get your face pounded. Yes. I can't reconcile the two things. <laughs> so those are opposing desires. So uh, I get to the Persian Square, and I, as I walked down the stairs, I was still screaming, have a nice day. You have a good day. Nice day, sir. Have I'm still yelling that. So I probably seem more insane than the guy saying he's going to kick my ass. Um, yeah, but, like, it was just the irony is that, like, the difficulty in parking usually <laughs> makes life worth like less enjoyable in this city but in this case the lack of parking made my life able to continue oh that's great that's so funny <laughs> that's our show thanks to emily Sachs, who introduced me to brandon our theme music is by danny Janino, and our art is by jen hamilton 
Also, a special thanks this week to Libby Spears and Blueprint Films. If you like the show, please rate us and give us a review on iTunes. It goes a long way. Thanks for listening.